0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Always To There Are, a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah here with my co host Steven. Hey guys, great to be back. It is really great to be back. It's been two It's weeks. been a little bit since we've been in the studio. Um this week we are gonna be talking about A New Hope, the fourth movie in the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I thought you were gonna give me a look or something when I said it was the fourth movie. Oh no. It is the first released fourth canonical, technically sixth canonical if you're counting the side stories. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. All right, so Star Wars, A New Hope, originally titled Star Wars. Intentional pause. Yeah. I don't know if they called it anything. Did they? No. When did it get the title A New Hope? Was it when Empire came out? I think so. I wasn't alive. Or was Empire called Star Wars 2? No, it was never called Star Wars 2. Cool, so probably when Empire came out.
1: Well, I think Lucas's his original vision before he started filming the first one it was not the beginning of the story. He started in the middle of the story that he had started to write.
0: Really? Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Cuz Star Wars is about Anakin, not Luke. And that's why we have the prequels and eventually he ended up doing them. So it,
0: he always meant to do the prequels.
1: At some point, yes. Huh.
0: Like he it was I had
1: no idea. Like originally it was called the Journal of the Wills. And the Wills are the the is it four? The four Force sensitive ghost sisters at the very end of season 6 of Clone Wars. Oh,
0: uh, there's like six. Are there six? There's like five or six. Oh, okay. Cuz there's there's happy sad angry angry neutral neutral and then there's another one confused I think confused is actually right I don't know That sounds right I don't know Anyway
1: um so they are the wills and he had written Star Wars as The Journal of the Wills and it was about Anakin and when he came to film, he decided to start with Anakin's son, Luke. So we got Star Wars. And then it was Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and I think it was around then. Because I know the book was ti- like, that he published in 76 was titled Star Wars.
0: And then it was later changed to Star Wars Episode IV, New Hope. Yeah, Star Wars, A New Hope. Um, we do, we are going to try something new this week in that we have a series of questions that we're going to kind of talk through. Um, we're trying a new format because we're early on enough in our podcast life that we can kind of throw a wrench in the system. We can experiment a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Steven, what is our first question that we've got? Uh, pretty, pretty simple. What is your favorite character? What who? Who is your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is actually um, a what? And it is the uh, Tatooine. Oh, Tatooine. T- <laughs> I'm kidding. No one would ever say that. Tatooine sucks. Cue me being canceled by the Star Wars fandom. I. They're pretty tired of desert worlds, not going to lie. Valid, valid, yeah. <laughs> they have good reason to be tired of them, too. Anyway, um, favorite character in Star Wars A New Hope? I think. There actually aren't that many characters yet. There's not a lot. Um,
1: Do we want to go with the original release or with the 98 remastered? Because then that would add in. That adds in Jabba. Uh,
0: I don't think he's anyone's favorite character. Not in this movie, at least. I don't think it's Obi-Wan. I think it might be Han Solo.
1: Oh, really? TK427 for me. That man's a
0: legend. What? TK427. He's a legend. You're going to have to enlighten me, Steven. I'm not a nerd like you are. TK427, why aren't you at your post?
1: What part of the movie is this at? Oh my god, this is this is the poor unfortunate soul who got beat up and knocked out by Luke And his armor stolen He's probably some like half-naked dude tied up in one of the smuggling compartments of the Falcon
0: No, Stormtrooper, Nope. wait, that's first-order Stormtroopers
1: Which, actually, come to think of it, what did they do with that guy when they escaped the Death Star? Nothing Does legend have it he's still in the Falcon somewhere?
0: No, didn't they? They were in, like, a control room when they did that Yeah
1: but TK-427 was one of the stormtroopers Who was stationed to guard The 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 boarding ramp to the Falcon
0: It would have been hilarious If in Force Awakens There was just like a skeleton In <laughs> in like, the, like the, the hidden In the little areas compartment the, That would have been funny Of the Falcon <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to say Han Solo For this movie Because like Luke's Luke kind of sucks in this movie Not going to lie <laughs> Leia, I think, was one of my least favorite.
1: I found her very like annoying in this movie.
0: Yeah. I feel like they're all no one really stands out in this one compared to the rest of the franchise. I would agree. You, you, honestly, I, I don't know if I'd have
1: a favorite character so much as my favorite quote unquote character is really the 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 character role of side character.
0: Man, we really we made it we didn't even make it a single episode in with the new format, and you're already breaking it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, I don't know what to say to that, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite character was all the side characters. I don't know. It's just when, it,
1: cause when I try to think about, like, of all, like, the main characters, none of them really are built up yet. I guess Vader, just because he has the cool factor. Mm-hmm. But of all the other of all the the protagonists and the good guys, none of them are really built up
0: quite yet. I feel to I feel have... like that's why that's why Han edges out everybody else, in my opinion, because he's He does seem to be the most established. He's established and he's also just one Harrison Ford and two inherently cool. Yeah. Like his character description is suave rough rogue true and i'm 100 i don't know is he a rogue oh absolutely he's not very good
1: at roguing for a rogue no he does seem to garner a lot of attention
0: <laughs> causes scenes wherever he goes uh he, he, i've always thought of him as a rogue but he may not be a rogue i mean he's a roguelike he is. He might just be like a charisma. He's rogue adjacent. Is there? Well, I, he's I don't. know. Definitely a charisma Dex build.
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't know any D and D classes. Oh, or I don't know them well enough to be now, able. Finder's basically
0: the same. Don't give me that. You know what? Maybe he's a ranger. He might be a ranger. He might be a ranger because they're
1: they're pretty roguish.
0: But they have. I don't know. They have he... animal companions. That is insensitive, <laughs> and i you need to take that back right now. <laughs> the look on your face. Am I wrong? Oh, I think Rogue does fit him best. He just might be a... He's a rogue that didn't take stealth. He's a charisma-based rogue. He's a rogue that took diplomacy. Yeah. He is a... He is a rogue in the same way that insert politician is a rogue. But politicians don't have decks. They don't you don't need decks to be a rogue. It's just heavily heavily encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where encouraged is spelled
1: N E E D.
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me a little more meat on the my favorite character is side character sandwich. Okay, so first, because I did say it,
1: Vader would probably be my coolest individual character because he is, since in, in this movie, none of the characters are really built up yet. They're not, they don't have too much development. Uh, Vader has that just cool factor. He's the villain that walks everywhere, doesn't run. He
0: You identify with that, do you?
1: Yeah. He <laughs> everything he does is deliberate and intentional. Uh, and it's the original hallway scene. Like Yeah. And I uh, don't you know how he he handles the captain Captain Antilles. Yeah. He's just like He he isn't um like Kylo Ren, where he like destroys that control panel uh, which is just very it's wild lacking control uh, and it's full of energy and emotion Vader is very cool very calm collected Um, and I to me that's a very good like visual indicator of his intelligence uh, because it's a
0: visual way of thinking and calculating yeah so I'll be honest like plus he sounds cool Up until Obi Wan Kenobi, the show, Darth Vader was. If I made like a top five villains of Star Wars list, Darth Vader only made it in because of like his impact on the series, not because he is my personal favorite. Sure, because I don't know what it. I just never really clicked with Darth Vader when it came to like you know Darth Maul, Bane. I would agree. with like all of those guys, like... Once
1: I was exposed to, like, the EU... Yeah. Especially yeah. through gaming, Vader quickly fell out of the running for, like, the coolest villain.
0: You know, for Force Unleashed being my favorite Star Wars game, you'd think I'd care about Vader more. But, hey, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... I don't know. It's just, like, as... When you
1: compare him to other Sith, he's very, like... He's very bland. Yeah. Uh... There are, I don't know, just like the, the ancient
0: Sith are much cooler. They are think they have way more personality as a Sith. What Obi-Wan Kenobi did that hadn't been done before is truly fused Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader into the same character. Yeah. Because throughout the entire original trilogy, he is Darth Vader. And what's interesting is in Rebels, we saw just a glimpse
1: of it. But when, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It was just like a hint, and it, and I think it has to, really does have to do with breaking his mask and exposing his face because mm-hmm. we don't see it in the movies. See what we what we get, what
0: we didn't get in Rebels, but we got in Obi Wan was the voice. We got the voice, think...
1: but we got a longer conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know something about because the original trilogy he was Darth Vader. The prequel right. trilogy, he was Anakin Skywalker on the road to Vader, and then you just you see him. He gets burned, and then the next time you see him, he's in the suit, right? And there's not much of a transition, and sure. then we don't see much of him until, um, and then like in Clone Wars, he's Anakin Skywalker through and through, but then Rebels gives us a little hint of it, and then Obi Wan Kenobi, I think, really, like shout out to Dave Filoni for truly being the lone like savior of star Wars, but like fusing them into truly the same character really gives him a lot more depth. Yeah. Because it, it makes it to where you look at Darth Vader and you see Anakin Skywalker and vice versa. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause in rebels, his conversation when Ahsoka slashes his mask in, in that duel, his conversation with her was very sinister yeah, He was Darth Vader, and it was just the f- face of Anakin exposed to confirm for Ahsoka that Sky Guy really did turn into a Sith. And then we see her steal herself and just be like, then I'll avenge my master. But all of Vader's lines are like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, Don't
0: make me destroy you.
1: Yes. Uh, but with, in Kenobi... It was much more emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was less Vader talking and more Anakin talking. Until Anakin is just like, and I'm dead, now I'm Vader. Well,
0: because, like, when you look at Anakin and Ahsoka... Anakin doesn't have any, like, negative emotions toward Ahsoka. Like, the last right. he saw her, um, before Season 7, she left the Order because of how the Order treated her. Which, if anything, just helped the entire process of him becoming Darth Vader along. Right. And then he sees her in season 7 and he's just like genuinely happy to see her. There's no... They never meet during Order 66. And so like when he meets with her, he's just evil and he's like, you're just another Jedi I need to kill. Obi-Wan Kenobi, in Anakin's mind, betrayed him. And... Yeah. There's also that connection because...
1: Like, the relationship with Anakin and Ahsoka is he helped raise her, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But when you flip it around, because I think when they met, she was like 10? 14. 14? But when he met Obi-Wan, he was 9. He was much younger. So he was raised by Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh and so it, it's not just like as they got older, they became more like brothers. Like it started out as a father figure and he got betrayed by the man who raised him. And that's got to hurt
0: pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And after Kenobi, I'm I am on the Darth Vader train. Man. Oh, definitely. I absolutely Me too. love him. Me too. Vader is so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah he is one of the best villains and he just has the presence and i think that very first scene in a new hope when we see him really helped just that i don't think there can be a better way to build his presence as an introduction yeah especially like the fact that the Tantive 4 is all white interior stormtroopers are all white and then comes in vader in Pure black, and the only color are the little lights on his chest unit
0: and his lightsaber, which was turned off. But oh, this is why I should have watched the movie before <laughs> discussing <laughs> it.
1: Uh, he did do kind of a goofy uh, hands on his hips stance when he walked onto the Tanty Four, and he just like stops for a few for like a second. And kind of looks to either side. He kind of has his hands on his hips like a disgruntled disgruntled dad. This is just why I'm glad like, we have Hayden Christensen in the suit now. And it's just like, you know, the, that that hands on your hips, tapping your foot, just like, okay, who ate the cookies in the cookie jar? <laughs> <laughs> okay, who killed all the stormtroopers and
0: left their bodies in the walkway? Yeah. All right. Uh, anything to add on characters? For the movie, just kind of in general. Well, did you want to hear my uh all the side characters sandwich? Oh God! Tell me what you meant by I don't have a favorite character. I just really like side characters. So the reason I will, I, I I initially said the, the side characters because they
1: really help build up the world. Like we wouldn't really care about the bar scene on Tatooine if it wasn't for the the interaction leading up to. What's
0: his names are
1: and getting sliced off.
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking of the robot chicken sketch <laughs> yeah. of the guy. He's like, Man, I'm just really happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Do robot chicken.
1: He's like, Hey, <laughs> this guy'll
0: kill you and he's like, No, no, no. No, he
1: won't. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> please don't ignore my friend. Oh. Uh, oh my goodness. It's yeah. so good. And then when you like all the bar characters just stop in middle of what they're doing like oh my god this dude just got messed up that just it adds a lot to the setting and it makes it makes everything feel alive right yeah cuz like when you think of like an action movie more modern day like a superhero movie and you've got you know aliens blowing up buildings in New York all of the people the you know whatever 10 million people or who however many live in new york city they're all they're, they don't really exist with that much destruction you would think there'd be a little bit more like focus on the millions of citizens who are being crushed under falling buildings that's
0: really the the entire plot of civil war Uh, It's half the plot of Civil War. It's half the plot, right? And you know, this is the first Avengers did a decent job with that one girl that, like, on the news. Yeah, Yeah.
1: she's just like, and then I was in the restaurant, and then they saved me. It's like they gave a little bit of face to the side characters and to just the people that populate the setting, Uh, but generally they they're they aren't really there populating and the world feels empty except for the I, why, main characters why do
0: you always trash on the MCU specifically <laughs> i don't i feel like you do <laughs> i literally just complimented the avengers yeah
1: is complimenting trash now
0: it's 2022 you know everything <laughs> that's true <laughs> um so like you a
1: star wars uh Oh shoot, I forgot Boba Fett's in
0: the first movie. Mm-mm. He is part of the he is he is present with Jabba. In the extended edition, which we're not talking about. Keep going. Uh you cannot gather anything about his character except th- that he has cool armor. That's true. Um
1: no, uh that that's what I mean, is that they just help make the setting that the story's taking place in feel alive, which then helps the story feel like it matters. Yeah. Which is why I like all like that whole interaction with TK four two seven seeing the the officer up in the control room, like be like where is this guy? Where's the guard? What's he do why is he not at his post? And like, oh, we have an issue, I'm gonna go check on it. That really helps build in your mind that all these stormtroopers and all these officers and the Death Star, they're actively doing things in the background while the story focuses on a conversation between Luke and Han, as they plan to save Leia. You know, you already, because you've seen it now, so then we know, like, okay, they're all doing things, and things are going on in the background. And that's why I like the side characters.
0: Yeah. Well, that was better than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right. Steven. What is your favorite line in Star Wars A New Hope? Um,
1: it is when... I didn't even have to think about this one too earlier when you first brought up these questions. Because this is one of the lines that it always... Like I think about it like when I was growing up. If I thought about Star Wars, this is one of the lines that would pop into my head. And... It is... I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't remember it. I just can't bring myself to say it now that I'm specifically thinking. um, Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him?
0: Is that Obi-Wan to Han Solo? Right. Yeah,
1: right after they land at the Death Star. And the stormtroopers walk past their smuggling compartment. I bet one of those was TK four two seven. Well, I don't know, and that—that's why I say it's my favorite. It's because it sticks out the most in my mind of any line in that movie. The only one that really kind of comes comes close to it is uh, what's his name? Just repeating over and over. Almost there. Almost there.
0: Cause it. Stay really... on target. Stay on target. <laughs> almost there. Almost there and it just it made that
1: part of the movie feel so so long when I was a kid because mm-hmm. of the way the actor would like draw out the line. Yeah. And stress the 15 words.
0: 15 seconds of fame, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh the
1: longest 15 seconds. That's what she said. No, those were inches she was talking about.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Well, cut all that out. Whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm just playing with it a little bit. I can see. Whoa. Now it's light blue and light pink. You changed it again? Yes. Okay. Did you not see anyone else messing around over here? (laughs) Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. I was just like, I've never seen that menu before. (laughs) (laughs) 30 episodes in and I'm just throwing a rich in it. Um What about you? What's your favorite line? I haven't watched this movie recently enough to like be able to like say like this is definitively my favorite line. But I have a few that come to mind. The I was gonna go to Tashi Station and pick up some power converters. That's such a memeable line. <laughs> <laughs> Solely because of how memed it is and how whiny, like,
1: but I was gonna go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. It's
0: really, it's, <laughs> it is like the peak. Luke is as whiny as his father. Moment. It really is. Um, and then the "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope" is kind of like the classic.
1: Yeah. Um, that we, I would say that's the titular line, just because of the hope
0: reference. I mean, as as far as like what line sticks with me, that's definitely that. It's that one. Yeah. Or if you strike me down, I'll become far more powerful than the, yeah, the, you could are, Those are iconic lines. You know, the I mean, we we've referenced we have that scene over and over in Obi Wan Kenobi. We need to uh, do an um, episode on scene thirty eight. We do. We do. That'll be one of our auxiliary episodes anyway um, And then the last one is I can't even remember the exact line and I don't know why it's coming to my head, but what when Han flies in in the Falcon and Gives Luke the shot He says something in that moment Oh, um, I, I think he says –
1: he. I think he says – I think he says, all right, kid, now let's blow this thing and go home.
0: Something like that, yeah. Uh, I, I
1: can't remember quite what he says right before that line, but he does say, all right, let's blow this thing and go home. Now let's blow this
0: thing and go home, I think. Because it's... I remember why it's coming up. Um, Because it is what... Because he... Because Han flew away. Like, Luke didn't expect him to be part of that battle. Right. And so it was Han's, like, re-entrance into the rebellion. He says, you're
1: all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Yeah. And he does this right after... uh, He... I think he goes, like, a... Yeah, yeah, as he blows up one of the tie fighters, that causing is... the other one to nick Vader's wing. Yeah,
0: it is. And I think there's a Chewbacca in there. too Probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that one I probably I don't know why, but probably for that it, it, it's well Han for one. Um, it like is the moment he comes back and you realize how like great a guy Han actually is. Yeah, um, he has a conscience after all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Those are my four favorite lines. <laughs> your four favorite lines, all right. Well, I had multiple,
1: several dozen favorite characters, so.
0: This is true. We're already breaking the system, man. <laughs>
1: all right, just That's so what happens
0: when we try to add some structure into this.
1: <laughs> what is your favorite moment? Hmm...
0: Similar to the lines, I don't know if I have a singular favorite moment for this one. But Han saving Luke in the trench run. Right. And maybe even just the trench run as a whole. Um, the trench run, and we'll talk about influence a little bit later, but like... Star Wars video games were basically just the trench run and then some other stuff back in the day. Like Star Wars Rogue Squadron, one of the greatest Star Wars games of all time, was like just the trench run and a bunch of other sorta trench runs. Right. And so like it's very it's the first like big fighter scene that we get. Right. Um Yeah. Uh I think the just scene thirty eight. Scene thirty eight's pretty the, good as terrible as the fight is it's it's very it is, it's very 70s it it is made 10 times better by obi-wan kenobi and therefore kind of sticks out in my mind especially now um yeah i don't have this this movie doesn't have a lot of moments for me yeah There are one or two
1: pretty big, like, important moments. Uh, But it it really isn't until episode 5 that we start to get a lot of moments. And episode 6 that we get a lot of moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are no real big reveal. like The biggest reveal, I think, in this is when Han shows up at the end of the trench run.
0: Well, and Crispy Bodies by the Door. Shout out to Bushes of Love by Bad Lip Reading. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh...
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess that's a reveal. Like, that's one of the big moments, but... Only Imperial Stormtroopers are this precise. I was actually thinking about that earlier. Like, that is a point of discussion, is that the first thing we actually learn about Stormtroopers... Like, the first time we see them... They're doing pretty well against the Rebels. Like they're killing Rebels left and right on the Tantive Fort. And then when we get to Tatooine... The first, like, fact we learn about them... Is there'll be one saying, like... Only Imperial soldiers are this precise. And it's like, there's a massacre. There are a bunch of dead Jawas everywhere.
0: Granted, it's not hard to massacre Jawas. But... Uh shout out to Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2. Oh my god. The yeah. hunt mode where you would just <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm also thinking Literally of, uh, Ewoks versus uh <laughs> Stormtroopers, yeah. Jawas versus Stormtroopers. Yeah. I'm also thinking of um There was Gungans versus droids. I'm thinking of the
1: is it the first episode? Or is it the second episode of Mando where second. he just
0: like second. disintegrates like five oh, Jawas. yeah <laughs> And that is with, like, a, hey, that is a single-shot disruptor rifle?
1: No, it's not a disruptor. It's a disintegrator.
0: Okay. Disintegrator-inator. I think. I think. Don't quote me on it. I'd have two nickels. (laughs) Um...
1: (laughs) And yet the rest of the franchise is just like They're just the worst soldiers. <laughs> yeah. in the history well what did of we say world. about what did we say about episode five of Kenobi? There was literally a wall of stormtroopers firing from the hip and they didn't hit one exactly. rebel
0: from twenty and feet the, away. The rebels are just like, everybody fall back and Tala's the <laughs> only one that goes down. <laughs> Like, it has come way too far. Oh, I
1: know. There's just shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder wall of star <laughs> if firing. It's just like they can't There were anything. purge
0: troopers in there, man. Oh, I know.
1: Um, Reva didn't kill anybody. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh my what a villain. <laughs> Vader killed Captain Antilles in, like, the first 30 seconds. Reva killed no one. She cut a woman's is, arm is, off. Is is Wedge... Well, no, she killed Wade.
0: She blew him that up. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> she had better she aim than a stone trooper. But yeah, she killed Wade. Wade. That was only because the fifth brother was standing over her shoulder. He was probably he probably if we look really close. <laughs> we see a little hand motion as
1: he uses the force to redirect the box of
0: explosives. Oh man. Oh, man. I'd like that the best laughs we're getting out of this episode is just laughing on at Kenobi and Reva. Oh man. Anyway. Uh <laughs> what about you, Steven? What's your favorite moment from this movie? I forgot. I
1: have like favorite I have a favorite type of moment and that's when the tie fighters and X-wings are blowing up. So the four uh, tie fighters when they are escaping the death star and then like the three or four X-wings and Y-wings in the trench run. And it was because like as a kid the the special effects were so captivating. Especially like just watching like the billowing fire of the explosion uh,
0: Yeah, the explosions just... in Star Wars are pretty iconic. They are and the I just, and I remember,
1: I always would love to
0: watch them explode because I'm like, they're so cool, and it's just like, oh wow, that looks so cool like Alderon the the imagery of Alderon exploding is like imprinted in my mind, right Not because of the significance of Alderon, Sorry bail. But because of like the the unique look of what it looks like when the planet explodes, and then you also see it, you see it with Alderaan, you see it with Death Star, you see it with Death Star Two, um, and so, yeah,
1: right, you, yeah, I always thought those were really cool, especially with the ring effects you yep, get yep, later yep. on. I was like, that's such a cool explosion, and like, how else would a giant planet like. Nowadays, movies, when planets explode, they're hyper-detailed, which is really cool. And they
0: also, like, they kind of melt. Yeah.
1: And then explode. Right. But there was just something about Star Wars and just how it was just, like, it was there and then it was just a giant ball of fire.
0: Like in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Earth disappears like that. That's
1: such a great movie. (laughs) It really is. It gets, like, imploded into nothing. It gets bulldozed, I think, is what they called (laughs) it. (laughs) Make space for (laughs) it. And and then Bill Nye comes in and builds a new one. Oh, man. Where did he get all the people? Are they real people?
0: I don't think so. Are there people on the. Yeah, there are.
1: There are, but are they the same people? Anyways, uh, totally different movie, but a good one. Um, Yeah, I. What was the other. I guess that's what the other moment I was thinking that it was like a story moment, and that's because uh, those are the really, explosions are really filmmaking moments. So yeah, the explosions are like filmmaking favorite moments. Yeah, story favorite moment is when Luke goes back to his home crispy bodies by the door and he sees crispy bodies by the door (laughs) and he's just like he stands there and he's got his very obvious 70s haircut and the wind's just like
0: blowing it across his face and uh he looks like an older will um i would like to submit an honorable mention in binary sunset the origin of the force theme um that's really it yeah just the and the origin of the stand and look into the sunset while the force theme plays moment that is in most Star Wars movies.
1: Yeah, there there is a always like a stand there and stare at uh, something glowing in the sky. I
0: mean you
1: get know, in Empire uh it's not a sun but it's an exploding death star in Return of the Jedi. Uh Force Awakens I think it's a Does Jakku have one son or two?
0: He has like three
1: That sucks
0: <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about the other trilogies in this franchise We're here to talk about Star Wars A New Hope We have been talking about Star Wars A New Hope and Except we're for continue when we started talking, talking about, about
1: Hitchhiker's Guide <laughs> to the Galaxy and, uh, That's fine, it's fine Some YouTube parodies and Whatnot not Robot Chicken. In the
0: bushes for us.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was just always iconic because it's really what kicks off Luke's story. And I always thought it was... I don't know. It's impactful.
0: It is his title screen moment. It is. And it's, you know, he... It's when
1: he's just like... Because you can... Up until that point, he wants to go on an adventure.
0: But he still feels... Heck, up until... <laughs> Up until Crispy Bodies, he wants to be an Imperial Stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah. That would have worked out really well for Vader and Palpatine. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I think there might be a robot chicken about that. There's some kind of sketch about that. It's like, hey, your son's a Stormtrooper. Oh, sweet. And then they just bring him up, and he's like, all right, let's take over the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: I did enjoy... Yeah, that's my favorite moment.
0: Crispy Bodies?
1: Crispy Bodies. Barbecue.
0: Oh. Nope. Didn't like that. <laughs> um. All right, Steven. What do you think this movie's... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. How did this movie impact... Star Wars, and I feel like this is a pretty easy answer. Well, I would too, because there's the obvious of like, whoa, oh, it
1: started Star Wars. But the, if you want to take it in like a chronological direct, like yeah. from that standpoint, and just like how it affects this the overall story of the Star Wars universe, it, it really is. Yeah, really, it has nothing to do with Luke. Specifically, mm-hmm. and I think it's—I think it would be fair to kind of talk about Rogue One simply because the end of Rogue One leads directly into this movie. I
0: mean, I mean, so we wouldn't have Rogue One if it weren't for the one line of "We lost good right. people to get this information or whatever." Right. Like, um, so I mean, just right there how does this influence star wars it right birthed an entire new movie and a good movie at that but okay it, it's i was never a huge fan of rogue one i love rogue one
1: it's a i think it's a great movie uh i think it's what the the in terms of like grittiness and realism i think it's what the sequels should have been because it was much more down to earth and focused on the characters, and it was focused on the the moral compromises people have to make when they're soldiers in war. So, but it, it's a new hope is really when its its impact on Star Wars really doesn't have to do with Luke so much. It has to do with this is the point where the Empire has overstretched itself to such a point where you have enough rebels and enough support for the rebels that they are able to pull th- something off, like invading a highly guarded compound like Scarif, getting top-secret plans, and then acting on that information. Uh This is that point in the Empire's history where... They're making too many enemies inside and out. uh, That they can't. And in ways where they can't. Like, they're not an obvious enemy the way, like, two nations
0: at war are enemies. I mean, when you think about it in terms of all of Star Wars, the Star Wars timeline, in the same way that, like,. In our world we measure time based on the birth of Jesus. In Star yeah. Wars we measure time based on the battle of Yavin when when the Death Star was destroyed. Right? BBY is the like if you want to find out when something takes place, it's how many BBY. Sure. Etc. Um And also, like, that is the moment, because we have a lot of content nowadays of before the Rebellion. We have Rebels, we have um, The Force Unleashed, we have Fallen Order, we have Rogue One, we have, um, I mean, Solo. We have a lot of content pre-Rebellion, Age of Rebellion. right. But when the Death Star explodes, that is when the war started. That is when it became an actual, legitimate, all out war. Because that is when, before then, the Rebels were just fighting in a movable object. Like, they, were, they had no, yeah. no real stake in the fight until they blew up the Death Star. And then that's when everything changed. When the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like I was building up to that, but I really wasn't. I literally, like, everything changed. I was like, well, I have to say it now. (laughs) Yeah. And then everything changed
1: when the Fire Nation
0: attacked. I mean, like, everything really does revolve
1: around... No, I think you're right, because it's four years between the BBY... And Endor, and I mean that's four years of just open warfare,
0: and I yeah I think that kind of ties. I mean, like what I was that saying. may not sound like a long time, especially when you think of back in the prequel area, because like the Clone Wars was a really long time. Clone Wars was three and a half years. That cannot be true.
1: because it started with Anakin being an adult, and it ended. Maybe it was four years Four and a half I feel like it was longer than that Because he got He was discovered on Tatooine when he was nine Uh, Attack of the Clones He was, was ten years later He was 19 And I think he was 23 or 24 When he became Vader
0: So four or five years Yeah it felt longer, I guess. But, like, anyway, I don't know. Four years seems small, but if you think of most wars in the real world, they last about. As far as wars go, it's a. Like, four years is. Four years seems fairly to be, standard. Uh,
1: seems to be an average length for major conflicts. I think I figured out the fifth question.
0: Okay. Is there
1: anything about the story or the movie that you would change or I was thinking about this also like, is there anything that you would change or that you would think that you think would make it a better story? And that could be anything like if they focused a little bit more on this scene or if they rearranged
0: some scenes.
1: To just like oh yeah let me just completely invent a new. I thing. think
0: most of, most of this movie's shortcomings really come in the form of filmmaking. Um, it was uh-huh. revolutionary at the time. It was, and but so
1: much so it delayed Star Trek's movies.
0: But the script in this movie is not great. The, the I mean yeah. we we've talked about how like Star Wars is is known for. Bad script writing, um, but like honestly, it would literally just be the the dialogue and the acting performances of, especially Luke. He's he's a little too whiny. Um, but I I wouldn't
1: change much. Well, I, was, I wouldn't change Luke being whiny because that really. As part of his characterization of who he is and where it comes from, the fact that he is a nobody. He's no one special. He's he is kind of a whiny brat, like most
0: I mean, you can do teenagers. that without
1: him being annoying. That's true. But he wants to go to Tashi Station.
0: Get some out. power converters.
1: Oh, that felt gross. <laughs> it <laughs> sounded like, gross. I didn't like that. I am the one with headphones, and it did not sound <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I think that's our 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 question.
0: What about you? What would you change, if anything?
1: What? It's already a two-hour, fifteen-minute movie, something like that. Is it really? Yeah. If you get rid of the credits, it's like two hours. It's a pretty long movie. Um, you know, if if I were to change something that would make it a better movie, I don't know something they could do in this movie because they kind of started doing it but didn't really do it and it didn't really have any context is defining hyperspace travel a little bit more because right now it's whatever it needs to be but you know going from Tatooine to Alderaan it was clearly long enough that they had time you know 3PO and R2 had time to play Djarik with Chewie Han could just kind of, like, lounge around and spin around in his rolly chair. And Obi-Wan started to teach Luke, like, intro 101 for the Force. And just kind of, like, here's the general idea of the philosophy of it. So, like, is it is hyperspace travel something like it takes a couple hours to go from point A to point B? Or does it take a day? And when you think about spaceships in Star Wars, even from, like, the games... Like, the Ebon Hawk has crew quarters. So, like, if hyperspace travel, you know, from Tatooine to Alderaan only takes a few hours, then why are we putting entire bedrooms in a spaceship? Why are we instead not making them just, like, a souped-up minivan or something? So, I think...
0: I think a lot of that comes down to distance, too. Sure. Because, like...
1: Tatooine's on the outer rim and Alderaan is in the core so unless you're going from like Ilum in the unknown regions to Tatooine which is or not necessarily Tatooine because I think that's kind of on the southern outer rim but if you go from like Ilum to say Narshadah which is on the far if you look at the galaxy map Ilum's on the far left hand side and Narshadah's on the far right hand side like That's as far as you can go So From Alderaan to Tatooine That's half that distance And if that takes just a couple hours And then in Rise of Skywalker Lando managed to Rally the galaxy Quote unquote In like An hour So It makes So like given how spaceships are designed with crew quarters and bedrooms, etc., like if, if they had spent a little bit more time or if they had written it in a way that might recontextualize so that we have an idea of how long it would take, even if it's something like just adding in a line that's like, once we go jump to hyperspace, it'll take a day to get to Alderaan. Or if they're like setting up the, you know, they're sitting down in the cantina with Han and it's That just could have like, been
0: an easy way Like, you could have put it in as We need to get to Alderaan And Han, like, complaining about how long the trip is
1: Yeah, it's really like Alderaan,
0: know. that's a two-day trip
1: Yeah, it's just and like That's all if, it would take Or if it's just like, hey, that's 10,000 a day to get you to Alderaan And maybe he'll say that Because you can't take a direct route there Or he has to take Because he, clearly they're shady from his, from Han's perspective, so he's like, "All right, I I have a route that will get you there without any imperial entanglements, but it will take uh longer to do so. Ten thousand credits a day. And I think <coughs> something like that, just to kind of help recontextualize, would make that that's what I would change. Kind of mm. give hyperspace travel a standard in terms of quote unquote speed." duration
0: steven do you have any final thoughts for star wars a new hope uh it's definitely
1: one of my all-time favorite movies wow uh, but again as i explained in our first episode it's it is because it was the first movie i ever saw yeah yeah um and it and it's um one of those movies i've seen it literally hundreds of times It's had such an impact on my life and my interests. I am a fan of sci-fi because of this movie. I am a fan of the fantasy genre because of this movie. I am a fan of sword fighting because of this movie. Did I ever tell you? When when my mom forced me, (coughs) she forced me to do a sport in high school because all I did was play on the computer. She's like, you're going to go out and do a sport. And when I defiantly chose fencing, because I thought she wouldn't want to do it, because it's oh, it's a posh sport that's too, going to be too expensive, or it wouldn't be in our area. And there was a really cheap club 10 minutes down the road. She's <laughs> like, we're going. And I dragged my heels. I dragged my heels. I like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go. This has backfired. How could this have happened? <laughs> and then we get there, and the fencing coach is... Going, talking to my mom about, like, this is what practices are, this is how much it'll cost, all that, all that kind of stuff that, you know, your parents talk about when they set you up in some program. And I'm just kind of milling around in the gym, and I pick up a saber. And then there's a, there's a, a dummy bolted to the wall with its arm out and a, another saber bolted into its hand, and it's there for specific, like, drill patterns. And I see the saber it's holding, and I see the saber I'm holding, and I'm just like, I kind of look around, I go, <laughs> <laughs> and then I start, light, I start a lightsaber duel with this dummy on the wall. And then I, suddenly my spidey senses tingled, and I stopped mid-swing, I looked over my shoulder, and there's my mom and my future coach standing there watching me, and they're just both like, He's going to do good. I'm like, uh, (laughs) I immediately put the saber down. And I just kind of (whistles) like. Oh, man. Oh, man. They had to have been standing there in silence watching me for at least a minute before I realized. That's great. And so, like, that, that kicked off my fencing career. And it's because of this movie. So.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is a. This is a great way to end off this episode. Uh, that's all we're going to have for this week. Um, we will be back next week with the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all we got. You can reach us at a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, if we get like questions and stuff in the email, like I'd love to do a segment at the end where we answer fan questions and oh, That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, we need to do that for the only comment we've ever gotten, which is all the lightsabers we missed in our saber episode. We do. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those sabers when we do our lightsaber forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure to incorporate that. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. It's been a pleasure. We will see you next time. Bye. Adios. Already. Adios. Already. Adios. Adios. Indeed.